Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King, and you're listening to the Photography Podcast dedicated to getting you out there on an adventure of your own. I know that all of you have full-time jobs, full-time families, but you bought that camera for a reason. So pack your gear, grab your camera, get out there, get a flat tire. It's time for a Photog Adventure of your own. It's episode 154, and I'm hanging out with the Mongolian cowboy, Joshua Cripps, the guy who risked it, risked it all and tried to ride Mongolian ponies through the desert of Mongolia until he was forced with the decision to either eat his shoe leather or die. That was a crazy trip that we talked about last time you were on the podcast, Josh. That was nuts. Yeah, the twist is I ended up doing both of those things, eating my shoe leather and consequently dying. <laughs> well, it's great that you came back from death for this podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It was just, uh, you know, the Mongolian hot horse milk tea was uh, very rejuvenating. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, oh, I, I chunder every time I think about that. <laughs> the th- the idea. I mean, it's it's warm, right? It's warm. It's bo- yeah, it's boiling hot actually. In oh, fact, okay, I forget if I told you last time, but I inadvertently spilled it into my shoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the oh. ran- random strangers on the train were like, "Dude, you got to put your <laughs> shoes in this plastic bag. They are horrifying." <laughs> Well, it's Mongolian horse milk. I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, after it had, like, curdled for 10 days inside my sweaty shoes. (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. What a crazy story. I am so stoked that I got assigned to Joshua Cripps for one of our Out of Chicago live presentations. I was really lucky. As I was going through checkboxing all the people I really wanted to be by, I put an extra effort into my checkbox click next to Joshua Cripps because I knew I'd get a chance to hear some more crazy stories from the landscape photographer, travel adventure photographer extraordinaire, Joshua Cripps. So before I go in too much of just... You know, unabashed love of you, Josh. Uh, what have you I'm done? To blush, man. <laughs> what have you done since the coronavirus has trapped you at home? Have you kept yourself sane, doing anything fun? Oh man, what a uh, potentially gigantic pitfall of a question. Because if I tell people that I've been out <laughs> the truth. and about running around like crazy, having the time of my life, I don't know if people mm. want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I'm jealous just thinking about it. Okay, where did you go? Yeah, now the truth is I actually have uh, been very, very um, boring. That's, yeah, that's the right word, boring. I've done nothing since the official California stay-at-home order was, uh, was handed down. I've basically just been sitting in my office trying to catch up on work, trying to get some future projects done. Um, so, yeah, man, it has been great and productive, but I haven't done anything fun. I haven't been shooting like the last oh. time I went shooting was by the end of February, um, yep. which was a wonderful, wonderful trip. I went through um, the California desert, Death Valley, and Alabama Hills with a with a friend of mine, Sarah Lindsay, who's a Canadian landscape photographer. But since then, man, it's just been nose to the grindstone, trying to keep it uh, keep it on straight and narrow. Yeah. Oh man, you hurt my heart telling me that you went to both of those places. In January, I was packed up and ready to go down to the Canyonlands National Park and capture a time lapse showing how in January the Milky Way, when they talk about it's risen finally, look at how much it's actually risen compared to the night before when it hasn't technically risen. And I wanted to show how they're roughly the same thing and they're right on the horizon, yada yada. As I was about to leave, 
I checked one last time on the weather. Okay, weather's good. I checked mm-hmm. one last time on photo pills, and I realized, you idiot, Aaron. Do you notice the blue line? Have you not used photo pills for four and a half years? That's the moon, you moron. The moon is going to be up. And it's not only up, it's right there on your eastern horizon. It's going to wash out everything. There will not be a Milky Way. And so I just kind of put everything back and left all my gear on the table and thought, that's a bummer. Okay, I'll go out next month in February. February did not get out. And then the nightmare happened of coronavirus. And I thought, okay, no one's going to be at Mesa Arch because it's kind of open. No, it was crazy packed. I didn't go down. Uh, yeah, I heard it was packed from people, that there are people, plenty of people still going. And so they had to close the National Park campgrounds so no one would come and hang out. And then they eventually, when I was about to leave two weeks ago, Canyonlands announced that they were closing and that they actually shut the gates. And so I couldn't get in there. It wasn't like all the features would be gone. No, no. They were going to lock me out of yeah. all the good view areas. And so I, I got two trips skunked in February. I should have just gone. I wish I would have gone. I wish I was like you in February and went out to Death Valley with uh, Jeff Peterson because uh, I have not gone and used my camera outside of in-studio stuff all year long. Yeah, man, it's crazy. If I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think right. if we had known that February <laughs> would have been our last opportunity to really right. – you know, get out and shoot a lot or, or at least take trips. Like I live in an area where it's really easy. I can still get out and shoot. I live in a, the forest and I can go out without seeing anybody. And I live in a beautiful area, which is wonderful. But in terms of all these trips everybody had planned, you know, um, I was just out, actually about in about another two weeks or so supposed to get on a plane, fly to Spain and uh, get ready oh. for the photo pills camp, which uh, obviously has oh, been canceled now. That's so. Right. You were going to go yeah. to Menorca and hang out with Rafael? I sure Rafael. was, man. I was going to be drinking pina coladas and whatever else they drink in <laughs> Spain. There's probably a drink called a Gran Canaria. And if not, there should be. But, and they probably uh, smell a lot better than mam- milk from a Mongolian a horse, a pony. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, so. I'm sure. <laughs> now, the idea that you go to Spain anytime soon is crazy because of their impact with the virus, let alone the fact that you can't even travel to Europe. Yep. That sucks. Were you able to get back your money on any of the flights? Oh, thankfully, I didn't make any plans, actually. So <laughs> I, I hadn't spent any out of pocket. Procrastination I had, for the win. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So no, uh. no harm, no foul there. <laughs> Oh, man, right now I would be in my first week of hanging out with Sid on our way to the Bistai Badlands workshop where on Monday we would start a four-day trailblazer adventure out in the Bistai Badlands doing Milky Way for the first time there, and Mm. that is such a bummer to have canceled. I thought New Mexico, from Utah to New Mexico, in areas that really aren't that affected, I had no chance of it getting canceled, and then hotels started saying they were limiting rooms, and clients are saying, hey, I'm coming from Canada. I can't enter the country, so I can't come. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Zane. And uh, it stunk. It just was devastating. So when you say you've had your nose to the grindstone, are you earning money through another way? Have you pivoted anything significantly that you used to not do but are doing more now? Yeah, so actually... Um, it's funny because this has made almost no impact on the way that I um, have been strategizing my business. Nicely done. Yeah, I, um, and I feel really fortunate. Now, obviously, I've lost a bit of income, just like everybody, because I had some tours and conferences and things this spring that, that were canceled. Right. Um, but over the past few years, I've been making a big shift towards online education anyway. And so I already had 
this entire spring laid out in order to re-release, re-update, or re-record, update, and add to an online course that I'm doing. And so it's just given me an extra opportunity to keep working on that and make that process even better. So um, I can't say whether or not it's been successful. That's been actually the biggest question on my mind right now is everybody's at home. So there's obviously a big market for people who want to learn remotely. I mean, obviously we're doing the Out of Chicago Live conference together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's a proof right there. But I also know that a lot of people are, are losing money and losing work. And our pe- I know they're looking for ways to entertain themselves, but are they also holding on to their, um, you know, their dispensable income? That a photography bit? budget that they may have mm-hmm. had before but don't have now. Exactly. So who knows? Maybe people who had all these, like your Canadian clients who couldn't enter the country to come to the Bisside Badlands, maybe they're going, well, shoot, what am I going to spend that? two grand or three grand on now. I wish maybe I should three grand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should buy three grand worth of Aaron's uh, f- photography courses. That really is the best way for you all to do that. If you have to transition any workshops, buy $3,000 worth of my courses. Let me know through an email and I will create some to fill out the rest of that because that would be fantastic. You know, you have your courses. Where can people find them if they're thinking right now, I got a stimulus check. I'd love to put some money towards Joshua Cripps. How would they buy some of your courses? It's super easy. You just go on my website, joshuacripps.com, and you will see gigantic banners all over the place that say, buy, buy, buy now, give money. No, it doesn't say that at all. (laughs) Now that you have your coronavirus check, come (laughs) use some of that money here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you can just go to the website though. See. There are, there are links. Um, now actually none of my courses are open for enrollment at the moment. Uh, and oh. that's because I'm doing this update. Exclusive. Uh, yeah. So I want to make sure that everything's in place before I get people into those courses. So what you can do right now, at least is you can go to the website, you can watch some of the free webinars I've given. You can download some of my, uh, eBooks and, and, uh, tip sheets and I'm going to steal that term from you because I was yes. also using cheat sheets, but I like tip sheets a lot better. So, <laughs> yeah. and just by doing that, what's going to happen is you're going to get put onto my newsletter and that's going to let you get the updates of when the course is actually available to enroll. Okay, right on. So guys, go to joshuacrips.com right now and put a little bookmark there because you'll be coming back and sign up for his videos and watch them because I know you're at home and you're eager to learn. And maybe if you're lucky, he'll tell again that story about going to Mongolia and risking his life right now. Oh, a that's pony. a great... You know what? I'm just going to make a, a $900 online course that's just called <laughs> Stupid Photo Adventures. And it's just all the dumb stuff that's happened to me out traveling in the world. <laughs> I give you permission to embed the Photog Adventures episode with us where you can have that be the inhe- like the intro in to what these stories are going to be about. Go Perfect. For it. That'll be the free sample. <laughs> so you mentioned it already. We are going to be at the Out of Chicago Live Conference. If you guys don't already know about this, it's an online global photography conference with, oh man, how many people are there? There's like 300 instructors, it seems like. What is this? I'm looking at the website right now, outofchicago.com forward slash live. The link is down below in the notes. You can find them there. But there are, I mean, for example, Francesco Goya, or Gola, I think it's Goya. It's got to be Gola, but uh, Seascape Photography and Long Exposures with him. Uh, Creative Composition with Jennifer King. Let's see, go through uh, Mike Motes, John Cosmopolis, 
Ugo Say, Charlotte Gibb, Gavin Hardcastle, Aaron Bapp, Bob Nick, Royce Bear, Aaron King, Joshua Cripps, Harold Davis, David Akubin, um, Akubian. Akubian. Do you know how to say that? Is it Akubian? Do you know David? I think it's Akubian. Akubian. Okay, cool. Got it right at least by the end. And Belmont. Just, just tons of tons of lessons that are happening there. If you guys want to join us, go to adafchicago.com live and see us. It's April 24th through the 26th. So right now it's Friday. It's going to begin next Friday. All the times of the conferences are central time. And Josh and I, we begin our weekend of conference by hanging out together oh, on yeah. Friday, April 24th, 1 p.m., Photo Pills and Landscape Planning with Joshua Cripps and Aaron King. You got the honor of name first, so I'm going to make you describe what we're teaching in that hour. <laughs> you know, first, I, I don't know why I never thought of this till now, Aaron, but I don't think I've ever mentioned to you that my middle name is Aaron. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, we have a connection now. So is your middle name Joshua by any chance? <laughs> that would be that awesome. Would be no, it's Michael. It's a boring Michael name. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of really good Michaels. Um <laughs> anyway, yeah, so what we're doing is basically everybody who's involved with photography these days knows about the PhotoPills app. And if you don't, you should know about the PhotoPills app because it allows you to plan and prepare for some truly extraordinary kinds of photographs. But one of the, I don't exactly want to say a problem, but one of the things that hamstrings the photography community is that people generally don't know about how to use a PhotoPills app. They know that it can tell them things like, when is the sunrise and when is yeah. the sunset? So they know what time to go out and shoot, but they don't realize that PhotoPills has the power to give them so much more information to create better photos. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Milky Way photographer or a strict magic hour photographer, or <laughs> if you're like me, you're hopelessly addicted to shooting full moon photos. This app allows you to figure out all kinds of amazing stuff. Like for example, when is the Milky Way going to be positioned perfectly above, let's just say, delicate arch? Do you know, could you tell me right now in the next 10 minutes, when's that going to happen? Well, if you know PhotoPills, you absolutely could do that. Or say you wanted to photograph the full moon as it rose above, it really doesn't matter, wherever you're living. Say you live in Washington, D.C., and you want to see the full moon rise above the Washington Monument. Do you know when that's going to happen? Well, if you know how to use PhotoPills, you can figure it out in about two seconds and you can go there on the exact day, the exact time that the app tells you to. And then you can come home with some truly incredible pictures. So we're going to be talking about the app, giving you a little bit of an idea of how it's laid out, how to use it, and then some of our favorite tips and techniques to get the most out of the app itself. Yeah, we're going to give you guys tips that you want to take right away and use for the planner pill, how to use the buttons that are in there, the AR mode, pin-to-pin geodetic info, and the find tool. The one thing that will give you the answer in two seconds, but it's going to take you 2,000 years to figure it out intuitively that that tool even exists. You probably have used the app and have no idea how to use the find tool or the power of it and how if I'm standing at Washington Monument, I can hold it up, use the find tool, tap on my screen right above the monument right there and go, boom, I want the moon to be there. Does that ever happen? And be told instantly, you know what? This happens this many times and at this different phase of the moon from now until the next five years. It gives you dates and times exactly when to be there to capture that shot. And we're going to go over all of that right there in that hour and a half hangout at 1 p.m. Central Time, Friday, April 24th. So I hope you guys will join us. 
So Josh, if you were to think about the rest of the conference, you're teaching one, two more lessons. What are you going to be sharing and what would people want to come for to learn from you? Yeah, so I'm teaching two additional sessions on top of that. One of those is thematically very, very similar. I'm teaching about how to shoot killer full moon photos, which has become an obsession of mine since <laughs> uh, I would say the last three years. And because I think every photographer, as soon as you get a camera, you go, hey, I want to take a picture of the moon. So you go outside, you put it on a tripod in the middle of the night, you point your camera up there in the sky, and you take this long exposure picture, and you end up with what? This tiny little bright blobby dot in the <laughs> yeah. middle of your black sky. It's and like, then you uh, go, yay. oh, well, shoot, that that didn't work out. I guess I'll stop taking pictures of the full moon. Uh, <laughs> the truth is, shooting the full moon is really difficult to do it in a compelling way. And so I'm going to be talking about exactly how you can do that, how you can plan these incredible shots where you have the moon perched, say, over some beautiful mountain where you live, or I, I, how you can shoot it, um, how you can shoot a selfie with the moon behind you in the sky where it occupies the entire space behind you. Or yeah. uh, I use this exact same information to photograph the solar annular eclipse at the end of December Ooh, last year. Oh. And That'd came away cool. with a, with a, what I think is maybe a once in a lifetime shot. And I just really? use the exact same information that I'm going to be teaching in this class. So if you want to execute these really unique alignments, uh, and this is the thing, like for me, what's really cool about knowing how to do this is doing it in one shot, right? This isn't about, I took a photo of the landscape and I took a photo of the moon and I put them together in Photoshop. This is, no, this is all done in, in camera, one shot one take, one opportunity. Your background looks as good. The surrounding area and exposure on that is as good as the moon looks. You didn't have to compose two different blended shots. Well, it, yeah, so I mean, obviously- I guess this is the annular eclipse, so it's different. Not yeah, as bright. So, right, with the annular eclipse, that was kind of a different story because I had to think a lot about what I wanted the foreground to look like in that case. And, okay. and for, for that photo, I chose, my subject was a, uh, um, a farmer and his camel. So I had a farmer and a camel oh, on top cool. of a sand dune. And I knew that because of the fur of the camel and the hair of the, or the kind of the texture of the clothing of the farmer. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at it right now. <gasps> that they would be, that they would be totally rimlet. And so I just basically, I knew that I didn't want any detail in them. I didn't need any detail. I wanted them to be in silhouette with rim light coming around. Did them. you pay the farmer to go up there with a camel? How did you get that? <laughs> it was a process, man. And <laughs> if we had a little bit more time, I tell you what, I will tell that story. Um, will you? I Yeah, I have. I think I might actually try to tell that story a little bit during my session on shooting the full moon because it was a process. That was taken in the middle of the place called the Empty Quarter, which is uh, – about Whoa. four hours drive from Dubai in the UAE. Um, and so, yeah, we basically had to track down a camel farmer and it was this insane game of telephone. Um, that is amazing. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be a part of your course. I can't wait to watch it uh, during the presentations on the Out of, Chicago, Out of Chicago Live, but I'd love to have you on the podcast explaining it again if you're up in the mood soon because you guys, I'm gonna, if, if he gives me the permission to use this as the cover art for this episode where I put Joshua Cripps, photo buy, and all that stuff like we've done in the past, this image, you're gonna see it now. It's amazing. Go to joshuacripps.com. It is the only image at the front page. And uh, 
That's outstanding. The way that you've outlined, because if you guys don't know it, an annular eclipse means that the moon is closer to us enough that the sun doesn't get fully blocked out. So basically the full moon of the, the that full size of the moon doesn't fully eclipse the sun. It just kind of goes through most of it. And you get a really cool Turkish flag, you know, crescent moon look. And it's awesome, but it's the sun that's that big crescent. And be, the part where the crescent is, it's at a perfect angle to frame the farmer and the camel like you're doing an Eric Paré kind of lighting shot behind them. And you can see the silhouettes are great. And unexpectedly, all the fur, like you said, and the, 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 the little bits of the rope, all of them are taking in the light of the sun and making this amazing outer glow on the edge of the entire silhouette. Uh, this is one single shot. That's that's effing brilliant. I, I'm loving this shot. I am so crazy jealous of you. That is an awesome <laughs> shot. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it was, uh, I would say, a lot of pressure to shoot this. I was <laughs> yeah. stressed. I was more stressed about this than anything else I've ever shot in my life. And um, so, yeah, needless to say, I'm, I'm happy with the final image. But you know right. what the really funny thing is? I thought I had this very unique uh, idea just that I was going to shoot. I was out there with my friend Kirtu, who lives in Dubai, um, and we, we've planned this whole thing out. We've we've like tested it out. We got all the angles, all the everything lined up, and then maybe two hours after we we plan this out, this SUV drives up, and this other guy gets out, and he does the exact same thing. And it was another photographer from Dubai, a guy named Shadi Al Rafai. I think I'm saying that right, Shadi Al Rafai who had literally the exact same idea to shoot the same thing with the eclipse. And if you go and you look him up, he's got a very, very similar shot. It was, it was crazy to see these two, you know, what? Two, total like, you know, just people dialing in on the exact same concept from half a world away. Um, that is insane. You would think that this would be the one and only of this shot. And he has a similar one? He has a very similar shot. Now, his, his take is a little different. They were probably... Uh, maybe uh, I was about a thousand feet back from the camel, which is why the sun goes around the entire, both the man cool. and the camel. They were a lot closer, so the sun appears a lot smaller in his frame. Um, Not as cool. <laughs> not as cool. I'll declare it right now without looking at it. It's definitely not as cool because what you have here is brilliant. You know, you said you had a lot of pressure. Can you tell us how much time you had to accomplish this shot? Yeah, so oh boy, that's a complicated answer because the hmm. totality the totality of the annulus was three minutes. And okay. my original plan was to get the complete annular eclipse, the totality behind the this man and the isn't camel. Even that. But I screwed up the planning, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> I I calculated the height of the sand dune using Google satellite like terrain data, right? Mm. And that, that data is only accurate to maybe five meters, 10 meters. Probably and so, with the shifting sands. Yeah, exactly. And so my calculations um, put that they, the dune, it turned out, was about maybe five meters taller than I thought it was. Mm. And so uh, the sun didn't rise behind this dune until after it was out of eclipse, after out of, out of totality, I should say. Now, normally you can just back up, right? Like I'm just gonna back up and that way yeah, I, yeah. like my line of sight drops and I can line it up. But there was another dune behind this dune that was oh, blocking. So yeah, you and had so, to wait. <laughs> so I had to wait. This was like the most painful three minutes of my entire life. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I'm ruining it. Oh no, I'm I, ruining it. Yes, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I, I totally F this up. 
And then, you know, in the end, it came out totally fine. Because like you said, that, that crescent shape is so evocative of the Middle East. It really worked out fine. Um, it's amazing. But yeah, basically, I think the total time that I spent shooting was around 23 minutes. Um, so, you know, this is one shot right in the middle of a 23-minute period where I was running around like an absolute insane person just you know because as the sun moves i'm chasing it to try to keep that alignment uh with the man and the camel and so yeah i would just pick up the tripod run forward 10 feet shoot a bunch of shots pick up the tripod run forward 20 feet shoot a bunch of shots and i did that for about 20 minutes and then i just went back through and i think i shot about maybe 130 images over the 20 minutes and then I just picked out, you know, there's three or four favorites from the entire um, series. At what point did you know you nailed it? Uh, almost right away, I'd say. Okay. One of yeah. those moments that you knew from the camera, you're like, got it. Yeah, like almost instantly because <laughs> whatever I could do to prepare, I did. You know, as, as soon as the sun was above the horizon... I I got out. I knew exactly where my shooting location was going to be, so I got out of location so that I could do test exposures to get my settings dialed in perfectly. So I I didn't have to twiddle with my settings during the moment. I just had to worry about hmm. composition. And so during every shot, all I would do was line it up, uh, focus on the man on the camel, snap a shot. And so it was just literally just like plop it down, focus, snap, and then I would just zoom in make sure that the focus was good on the man on the camel. And you could see instantly like, yep, that was sharp. The sun's in a good position. Like what else do you need? It's not, it's a, it was a yeah. challenge. The exposure was a big challenge because there's basically only two tonal, you know, there's maybe three tonal ranges. There's, a, there's blown out highlights, there's clipped shadows, and then there's like muddy midtones, yeah. right? That's, That's it. True. What a weird histogram. <laughs> yeah. So like trying to figure out what the right histogram for was for this was really hard. But yeah. um, but once I got I got that dialed, then it was uh, just game on. Thank goodness we have digital cameras where we can try an error and figure it out on the spot. Dude, I can't imagine <laughs> trying to shoot this with a film camera. Oh boy! And just, to nail it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. You just bracket, like. 20 exposures and hope that one of them was right maybe yeah. i don't know this is cover photograph like national geographic cover worthy image where have you shared this i know that some of these contests that are fun to get recognized but you're kind of giving away the rights to your image no. have you entered into anything like that because i mean this would win but it would also be everyone's image at that point i mean what have you done with this <laughs> yeah so um Basically, I, I kind of made a little bit of a miscalculation um, because, you know, when you're photographing eclipses, if you're not the first person to, to post that eclipse online, oh. you're the last person, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're like the first eclipse photo you see every new eclipse, like that's awesome. And then by the time it's two days later, you're so sick of seeing eclipse photos. And so I, I basically, once I got back to Dubai, I rushed to process this and I threw it up on Instagram and I forgot to put my watermark on it. And man, it just, it went viral. It went crazy viral. It and, did. And, yeah, absolutely. In fact, your watermark. What's that? Without it my watermark. It went viral, but yeah. without the watermark. Exactly. So for example, Kevin Durant, this is his Instagram profile picture. In, in, you're talking the basketball player, Kevin Durant? I'm talking Durant? basketball player, Kevin Durant uses this <laughs> photo for his Instagram profile. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you sure it's not the guy who came after you? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it blew up. Um, it got featured a lot of places. It the, was the NASA astronomy photo of the day. Um, it got featured on BBC. It's been published in a couple of newspapers in the UK, I think. Um, and actually, it got me, it won me Photo Pillar of the Year for 2019. Oh, well so, done. I think I noticed that, that actually cool. and totally forgot. Awesome. Dude, it was like the preparation helped a ton, but of course there was a lot of luck. And I have to say, I have to give a huge shout out to two people who uh, who made it possible. Uh, my friend Kertu, who actually drove me out there because uh, she lives in Dubai. She has a car and she's a photographer. And so when I proposed this idea, she was like, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> and so she actually drove me out there and she had a lot of really good insights into the culture. And then, of course, there's a, uh, somebody else who made it possible is a photographer named, by the name of Danny Eide or Danny Aid. I'm actually not sure how to pronounce his last name. Sorry, hmm. Danny. Yeah. But he's a Lebanese photographer. He lives in Dubai. And he he's the guy who actually hooked me up with the camel farmer. But yeah, so if it wasn't for Danny, if it wasn't for Kertu, there's no way this photo ever would have happened. Um, so I got to give them a huge thanks. And I also got to give a huge thanks, of course, to Rafa and the whole PhotoPills team. Um, because they kind of gave me the idea in the first place when they found out that I would be in the Middle East for some other travels. They're like, uh, are you going to shoot the eclipse? And that got really? the whole... Oh, they planted the seed? Yep. So they planted the seed and that got the whole ball rolling. That's awesome. Man, that's fantastic. Uh, the, the, key pe the key players that make this kind of stuff possible, a huge thanks to them. If you can hook me up with their links, I'd love to share them on the notes because give them anything I can to thank them as well because what a cool collaboration this ended up being. An awesome, awesome image. So Rafa was like, oh my gosh, yeah, because that's, that's how you do it. Photo pills is all about this kind of shot. Yeah, exactly. If, I feel like if anybody wants to see the power of why you should understand this app, uh, it's because you can take photos, you know, that, I mean, it sounds really douchey and egotistical to be like, you could take photos like this. You could accomplish something even as great as what I have accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, for me, this was kind of a dream shot. You know what I mean? So I don't, yeah. I don't really mind saying, like, the only way that I was able to pull off my dream shot was by understanding this app and then actually, you know, executing on the, on the vision. Dude, this is your Mark G and the time lapse of the moon coming behind those people on that distant tower where they're on that viewpoint. And you see them walking in front of his moon. Yep. This is amazing. Uh, Thanks, just, man. It completely aghast as to how much my body is coiling on the inside with envy and, and just frustration that I don't have this or something like it in my own portfolio. What a great, 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 great shot. If you guys haven't already looked it up, go to joshuacrips.com right now. And while you're there enjoying this picture, click on one of his email lists and make sure you find out more of his content and thank Josh that way because this is... I love the tones, the colors, everything is just perfect. And the way that it fits perfectly for a marketing image and having all that negative space for copy, it's just, you'll never get away from this. How are you going to replace this on your website? How will you ever? <laughs> I know. It's only downhill from here, right? <laughs> Yep. I have two images like that that now I feel like, oh my gosh, I've used it probably 700 times now. And I took them in 2018 and 2019. And so it's like in 2020, oh. what's going to be that picture that's going to help sell the market Aaron King? And I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Man. Right. Exactly. It's hard <laughs> to keep raising that bar. But it's yep. fun to try. That's the cool thing. It's like 
<laughs> you just got to keep trying. Okay, I, I can't help but want to go into this image and talk all about it, but we're going to have a chance here in the future. If you guys come to outofchicago.com forward slash live, join us there. You can see Josh's presentations. You mentioned that you had three of them. What were those real quick, all your presentations, and do you have the times offhand? Yeah, so I've got the photo pills and landscape photography planning session with you. I have got my full moon photography uh, how to shoot basically killer full moon shots or killer eclipse shots. And that's happening at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, April 24th. And then, oh, it looks like I've been added to something. Um, oh, really? Maybe. <laughs> You're not even so, aware of it yeah, until so, it looked right now. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, so then on Saturday at 2 p.m., I've got a grand landscape image review with the fantastic Russian photographer Daniel Corden. And then awesome. on Sunday, April 26th at 4 p.m., I'm on a panel discussion about Death Valley National Park with some, holy cow, what a lineup. Sarah Marino, John Barclay, Alex Noriega, William Neal. That's fantastic. Holy crap. That's going to be a fantastic discussion about, I guess, about Death Valley. Um, so I guess they just didn't have quite the quality they wanted on the group, so they added you in to really round it out. I think, yeah, I think they needed to balance out all the talented people with something like they just needed to You're even it out. You're you were the so. yang to their yin? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're like, we need somebody who who uh, is going to bring this group down to a more approachable level. So let's get Josh in here. This isn't very relatable. Who's relatable? <laughs> Joshua Cripps. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you have a competition here. You can go and join both of us at 1 p.m. on April in April 24th. And then at 6.30 p.m., I'm also teaching, Uh-oh. and I'm teaching exposure blended Milky Way panoramas. So you want to learn the moon from Joshua or go ahead and learn from me exposure, exposure blended Milky Way panoramas, how to capture them and process them. That's what I'll be teaching that same day, Friday, at 6.30, and Saturday I am doing night photography processing techniques at 2 p.m. So those are the courses that I'm a part of. I'm excited to be a part of Out of Chicago. I know I've been a part of Out of Moab for the first time coming up, but I've never done it. You've done Out Ofs before, right? How many have you gone to? Uh, I think I've done two. I've done Out of Chicago. I've done Out of Moab, and I'll be a part of Out of Death Valley next year. Okay, right on. Um, that's all I'm remembering off the top of my head, but I swear my mind is like Swiss cheese sometimes. So I <laughs> yeah, could have been a part of something you. else, but I'm excited Blast. to be a part of it. Well, the other, the other thing you mentioned about people having to make a choice between our sessions Ooh, yeah, is that good point. Th- these are all digital sessions. They're all going to be recorded and they're all going to be watchable. Yeah. So when you sign up for the conference, you're going to be able to watch, you know, Aaron's session live about doing the exposure blending, but then, yeah you can go back and watch my session another time. So depending on how many more months we're locked down here, you're going to have <laughs> tons of content to go back and watch. I'm excited as an instructor to be able to go back and rewatch other people's presentations and seeing yours that happened during the same time. So that's awesome. When I see people leave my room, I'll know where they're going, that they're going to Joshua Cripps. And I'll just kind of hold in my heart that... It stings a little, but at least it was you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like a little Skype chat going on on the side. That's like, oh, Amy just showed up. She left your class and is I've in mine. I've got 48 people watching mine. How many of yours? Uh, 300. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, guys, join us at Out of Chicago. We're excited for it. I'm excited to get the feeling like I have friends again. As I'm here, sitting here talking to you, you're really one of the first people I've interacted with in a whole week. It's just I've been hanging out at home, and it's just a... It's a lonely, solitary, hermit life that in some ways is a blast and in some ways is miserable. Absolutely. I find it so interesting to see. Uh, I thought 
like, for example, my life would go all one way or all another way during this time, but I'm finding mm-hmm. that I am being split. Like there are parts, there are parts of my house that are cleaner than they have ever been. <laughs> nice. And then there are other parts of my house that are absolute disasters. <laughs> never been worse. <laughs> and it's so, I think it's so fascinating how those two things, that duality can exist simultaneously. And I'm finding that is happening with all parts of my life. I'm simultaneously as productive as I've ever been, but then with other things like putting on pants, for example. Is that something you haven't done for a while? <laughs> I Yeah, I have basically been living in sweatpants for about the past four weeks. You know, I put on <laughs> jeans the other day just to go out and go to the the supermarket. And that was the like the only time in two weeks that I had pants on. Right. Like they've been saying, our great-grandfathers were called to go to war, and we were called to put on sweatpants. Our uniform is sweatpants, and we wore them on our couch <laughs> yeah. and struggled through the internet lag of Netflix at this troubling, troubling times. So thanks, guys, for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Support Joshua Cripps over at his website, joshuacripps.com. Sign up for his email. Sign up for anything you can. He'll be back. I can't wait to hear the full story about your awesome annular eclipse. What a fantastic shot. Well done, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast talking to you. Yeah, hang out with you next week. See you on Friday. Later. You guys, you can't get out there and have a photo adventure of your own, but get out on the internet and plan your next adventure. Get planning, get ready, because soon you'll be able to be free. See you guys. Have a good one.